Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good afternoon, good evening, it is Alan Averill. You are listening to Agitators Anonymous. This is Tuesday's Heavy Metal Miscellany, whatever you want to call it. The slightly lighter, shorter, sharper, sweeter um, associate of Friday's general podcast. Um, off the top, the show is sponsored by Metal Blade Records. You can go to www.indiemerch.com slash Metal Blade Records and you can use the promo code AA2023. You'll get 10% off your order. Loads of cool stuff there. Primordial Vinyls, Cannibal Corpse, Merciful Fate, King Diamond, um, loads of stuff. Go and take a look or follow the link in the description underneath so the podcast might have a small bit of disruption over the next couple of weeks. It might, it might not. It really depends how it pans out. But Primordial enters the studio tomorrow morning to record album number, um, is it nine? Is it ten? One or the other. You do the math. Um, and we start tomorrow. We are outside of Dublin, up the side of a mountain. And um, from there, I should uh, endeavor to try and make podcasts let everybody know how it's going 
Um, if you're listening to this and you don't follow Primordial on Instagram, I mean, maybe you're um, you're better off not having Instagram the way it's going. Um, Instagram is slowly but surely turning into a sort of slightly older version of TikTok. If you've been um, becoming addicted to the Reels section, you can only imagine now how addictive it is looking at the Reels section and how it just keeps showing you the odd glimpse of something that will drive you mad or send you over the top or enrage you. Um, as that's what it's designed to do, to keep you keep your attention, the attention economy. Imagine now you are 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, and TikTok is just that, turned up to volume 20. Um, you can see how it would drive young people insane. However, there will be some cool videos, I think, little videos of what we're doing up on the band's Instagram. So go and follow us at Primordial underscore official and you can get to see all that kind of stuff i'm not sure if it'll go up on facebook um into the dead zone of facebook but um go and follow um the band over on instagram and you may see some very exciting things happening over the next few weeks i kid ye not such things as grown men staring wistfully out of windows at the cold rain lashing down thinking thinking about the creative process looking pensive and windswept so I hope there won't be a disruption to the podcast, but there might be a small disruption. We'll see. We'll see. Um, the numbers just keep going up and up. If you're out there listening and you think this seems like a good place to advertise, I don't know, your um, your band, a demo, a band wants, you know, a few clicks through maybe people to listen to it. You've got, as I said, a coltan mining factory in the Congo or whatever else, whatever is your, whatever is your tavern of ill repute that you are um a patron of well get in touch if you want to um advertise on agitators anonymous a friend of mine sent me something pretty funny actually i hadn't seen it in a long long time but it was um a review of uh, cradle of filth gorgoroth although it says gorgoth um i think this is metal hammer um and primordial london astoria december the 15th four stars out of five actually so it must be kerrang i haven't seen this in a long long time but i'm going to read you out the review as it's pretty funny and i'm going to tell you my memories of the day um the crowd here tonight is the crowd come on brain the crowd here tonight is testament to the huge underground popularity of black metal and the state of metal today next door the far smaller smaller la2 magnum are playing magnum wow 10 years ago magnum would have been filling the hammersmith odeon whereas cradle filth would be at home learning to play their instruments today the kids want more than just to rock they want to paint their faces wear black and be as evil as they want to be which is exactly what they've done tonight Openers Primordial suffer from an appalling sound, but then so does their album, apparently. They're still pretty cool, though. Their frontman possesses an acute sense of theatrics, staring down individuals and using grand hand gestures to communicate their rather individual slant on black metal. Um, what they do is far more weird than the straight-ahead basics of Gorgoth, Gorgoth, um, who, to be honest, get incredibly boring after 10 minutes. In those 10 minutes, you can lose yourself in their image as they stride onto grand music, bearing fire and wearing enough spikes to make Kerry King weep. They eventually make up for the boring tendencies of the music by hacking up a pig's head and throwing it out into the crowd. Watching what happens to the pig's head is more fun than watching the filth, who come on with no costumes and an extremely shite sound. Wow. You forget how poorly written Kerrang! was back in the day. But um, yeah, that's funny. My friend sent me that. Um, it is 
what, 29 years ago? No, hang on, 1990, 1995. Yeah, you do the math. Um, and it's unusual because I remember we were signing to uh, Misanthropy Records for the second Primordial album. And I was talking to Tiziana um, on the phone. And it just so happened that Danny Filth was just there visiting the Misanthropy Records. Um, maybe it was 1996, actually. I'm not really too sure. Um, but um, he was visiting and I heard his. I heard him in the background. We used to write together quite a lot and I'd spoken to him on the phone and I just went, oh, Tiziana, ask Danny, can we support them at that gig in London Astoria? And then I just heard back two minutes later, yeah, he says it's fine. And that was all there was in, <laughs> as regards confirmation. I think we just sort of thought, oh, okay, it's confirmed. So we'll just show up and play then, right? Uh, um, and what we did back then was we would go to Dunleary Ferryport to get the boat so we all, um, yeah, I think it cost about £40 return to go from Dublin Ferryport. You arrived then after a couple of hours, about three or four hours in uh, Wales, in the ferry port of Hollyhead, which is the asshole of the world. Uh, terrible place. And then you would get the train all the way down. So you would, um, you sometimes you would um, get the boat through the night or sometimes you would get very early in the morning and then you would get the train down to London. It took like 10 hours. So it was like something outrageous like a 22 hour round trip and we stayed in some hostel in, in old manky bunk beds and um we just like showed up outside the astoria at like two in the afternoon with our um you know um with our crappy instruments and just sort of stood around and we had no merch we had no idea and don't forget we were we'd, we hadn't really we played a couple of shows and stuff but we barely knew what monitors were we'd never played in a venue this big the old london astoria um, and um, we just showed up and Sacred Sin from Portugal were there as well and they were supposed to actually be the openers openers then we were second Gorgoroth were third and uh, obviously Cradle were headlining and we stood around and, and Cradle headline or uh, soundchecked for ages and ages until eventually their tour manager came over and told Sacred Sin uh, it's not going to work out for you to play we don't have enough time um, and then quite literally we were shown to a room upstairs and went, this is your room, you're on in 20 minutes. We went, oh, oh. Change into our um, cheap leather pants and put some corpse paint on and um, came down and we hadn't really known what amps were there. We didn't have any line check. We didn't have any sound check. We didn't really know what we we're doing as regard monitors or anything really at all. And it bemused and vaguely, um, vaguely sort of... Um, conflicted crowd who mainly spent a lot of the time giving us the finger just watched um, you know some people were into it a bit but most people just probably thought it was rubbish and it probably was rubbish and I think the sound is a, was appalling uh, claim is probably about right because we didn't have a clue about anything and we played and then walked around the crowd afterwards trying to sell a box of CDs only to be told mostly to fuck off most of the time the idea that we would know where and when to print merch or anything like this just we had no clue no 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 clue all part of the learning curve but it was funny because um, my friend just sent me this and he goes remember this Kerrang reviewing you um, saying that your album probably sounded appalling and you were mostly appalling. So you were a double, a double helping of appalling. Um, and I do remember back maybe about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, there was a little bit of a weird buzz about some of the underground metal stuff. Thank you to um, Nick Russell, Ruskell from Witch Sorrow, um, gent of a man who um, got me a, a weird two page spread in the old Kerrang and they flew me over to dress me up as a priest like an Irish priest for some reason. Um, 
I'm not really sure why. I think it's the idea was that I was a preacher and I came from the land of the Catholic Church and something like this. Um, I've never even, <laughs> I don't think I even have a copy of the uh, the paper. It was very odd, but uh, I should ha- I should have saved that somewhere. If anybody has one, DM me a scan of it. I would like to somehow see these pictures of my um, confused looking um, face, black metal made up, wearing, dressed as an Irish priest. Yes, the things we do for, um, well, for whatever you want to call that. So what else has been happening? Um, I just thought I'd, like I said, read out that London 94 review. Double double helping of appalling. Um, Emperor playing in Ireland. I think it's the first time a, a black metal show has played to over... It should be in theory of over a thousand people. Olympia, I think, is twelve hundred, thirteen hundred capacity. Um, apparently, seven, eight hundred tickets are gone already. I think. I thought it was quite funny. A few friends. I've, I've, I've a couple of friends who delight in sending me um, screen grabs and you know bits of forums where people are giving out to me. Knowing um, it's a long, long time since I've paid any attention. Um, I know that's the, the thing people say, but it is actually true. I stopped reading um, or paying attention to um, gossip or even reviews or, you know, most things to do with anything like that on forums. Well, the forum kind of went the, went the way of the dodo, isn't it? But I, all that kind of stuff, I stopped um, paying any attention to all of that stuff. But I have a couple of friends who delight, delight in sending me little snippets of people complaining about me. And every now and again, I open their um, attachments and have a look. And what I thought was kind of hilarious about the Emperor show in Dublin was that there were people giving out, they were they were ready to give out if Primordial got the support slot. Kind of like, oh, I expected it to be given to Primordial, but it wasn't. So kind of giving out that they weren't given the chance to complain about Primordial getting the support slot. It went to Winterfellith in the end, which I thought was kind of hilarious. Sort of a weird sort of preemptive giving out about the thing that we weren't allowed to give out to because we wanted to give out about Primordial supporting Emperor. Um, lovely chaps, by the way. Um, my, well, my main emperor story, I suppose. I have a few. Um, uh, I don't really have many stories about the Lord of Silence, Samot, even though we wrote together. Well, he is the Lord of Silence after all. But I do remember um, Ishan, when Emperor Reformed, getting awarded some very, very expensive bottle of whiskey in an old wooden box, a couple of hundred euros worth of whiskey for the Reformation show at Vac. And then he, of course, had to go and get on a plane and he was like, I can't bring this on a plane. So we were sitting there um, in the kind of tent thing and he just looked at me and went, well, you can have it, but shush, shush. Don't let the people who, um, you know, gave it to me, let um, you know, let them see you drinking it. And well, I went, oh, thanks very much. Thanks very much. That's very generous, generous. And uh, to my great delight in telling people who love whiskey, uh, me and Keith from Destroyer 666 drank this three, four hundred, um, see, I've just added an extra hundred euro onto it there, a uh, hundred euro bottle of whiskey in about an hour with flat coke. Yep, that's the kind of vulgarian you're dealing with here on Agitators Anonymous. And I delight in telling that. Don't waste your time giving me nice things because it don't mean a thing. Keep your Lafroig. I will drink, drink my Jim Beam. I thank you. Um, Saxon are playing here this weekend. It's going to be kind of interesting. Um, Saxon still bring it. They totally bring it. But it reminded me, um, and a couple of people were asking me, oh, are you going to go and see Saxon? Um, a couple of people were uh, reminded me that um, I saw Saxon in 1990, I think, in McGonagall's in Dublin, playing to only about 40 or 50 people. It was, I think it must have been on, what album is 90? Is that Rock the Nations, maybe? Uh, something like this. And there was only like four or five rows worth of people. 
Um, and it's quite interesting to observe how those old bands were just in the wilderness kind of in the 90s, except for a couple of places. They could probably do still OK in certain areas around the world. But in the UK and Ireland especially, and I think in America, they were just a done deal by the 90s. And this was 1990, I think. I mean, it was the same era where, where as a Venom fan, I was overjoyed to see a Kronos Irish tour. I used to like the album Dancing in the Fire by Kronos, um, which I must admit I haven't listened to since about 92. But I used to love this record and was such a huge Venom fan, was like so overjoyed to come down the stairs of the Sound Cellar, which is the metal shop in Dublin, um, and see Kronos was playing and um, bought my tickets, very excited. Um, Then it was cancelled, went down to see what was going on and the guy who ran the Sound Cellar, Tommy at the time, going, Al, you're about the only person who bought a fucking ticket. You can't run a gig on one fucking ticket. Oh, well, disheartened as I was, I thought, well, at least we've got Saxon to look forward to. And then was quite shocked at the, the fact that there was only about 40, 50 people there. But then was the breaks. And now look at Saxon coming back to play. Um, well, it should be eight, nine hundred or a thousand people, I suppose, at the weekend. Maybe not, but at least six, seven, eight hundred, I guess. Those bands just kept their eye in and now they're just... Um, they've sort of been aging like fine wine the last 20 years, haven't they, really? So what does one do the day before you go into record? Well, mainly what you do is you spend your time uh, running around the city, putting out fires. Um, you get a call. Hey, can you go in and collect a bass drum skin? Um, you go in and collect a bass drum skin. You come back out of the shop. You go to across to the um, Some Neck, by the way. If you're a guitar enthusiast and you don't know Some Neck in Dublin, I'm going to give a shout-out to Some Neck Guitars run by Owen. It's a brilliant shop. Um, just Google Some Neck and you'll find it. Um, so I'm on my way across to f- f- try and collect the bass. But I'll, Both those things you will notice that I don't play the drums or the bass, but yet it's, it's, it's Muggins here who is sprinting his way, across, well, let's not say sprinting, who's making his way across the city trying to collect all these things. And then I get a call and, oh, can you go back to the drum shop and find all of these things and buy um, moon gel, um, <laughs> which is some sort of gel to fix bits of drums to pads to skins and all sorts of stuff like this. Um, and then back across to find the bass isn't ready. You're probably going to have to wait till tomorrow morning just before you go into the studio. Yeah, you spend your time doing that. You spend your time trying to fix um, lyrics in place, trying to get one last prep. It's almost like as if you're preparing for an exam um, and you're just sort of kind of cram the night before and you're kind of stressed out, and this kind of stuff. But also if you're the guy who isn't doing the, um, you know, the day before the nine to five job, you will be called upon to run backwards and forwards. And there's no doubt that you're going to sit in the studio um, and go, OK, are we ready? Who's got the, does anybody have a drum key? No, no one has a drum key. OK, I'll have to get in the car um, and drive down and blah, 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 blah. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. Well, you will know how it goes because I'll be delivering podcasts from um, the site itself of where we're recording. Um, Answers on a postcard if it's album number nine or ten. Who knows? Um, And it should be seeing the day, the light of day before our tour with Paradise Lost at the end of the year. So this should be out in September. So we are in what they would call in American football terms the hurry up offense, which is what you do in the last couple of minutes of the game to try and uh, get points on the board. We didn't really uh, write anything in lockdown and pandemic and things were a bit slow after that in getting new songs together. But there are lots of new songs now, but we are in the hurry up offense state of promoter in as much as you can do that. 
um, at our um, at this stage in how shall we say we are flicking through onto the last few chapters. However, a new one starts tomorrow. And I should be reporting from there this Friday with, a, you know, a new podcast. If it's something completely unrelated, then you'll know that I'm stuck on the side of the mountain and um, somehow didn't manage to get my act together. My friends, Tuesday's Heavy Metal Miscellany, the beauty and the joy of drinking a, let's call it 500 euro um, bottle of whiskey. Well. You know, never let the truth let in uh, get in the way of a good story. But the joy of drinking it with flat um, Coca-Cola and ice with my good friend, Mr. KK. That is the memory to take with you into the ether from today's Agitators Anonymous on 28th of February 2023 in the simulation that we call Earth. My friends, I'll see you on Friday.